cool. Anything to say before we uh, start uh, the episode? Uh, no, not really. Cool. Um, hold on. Hmm. Okay, these are my notes from the other episode. Okay, let's start. Welcome to It Was All Because of a Curly Straw. Uh, today, it's just me and Kage. Uh, and we are going to be talking about Megatron Origin number three and four. So, thoughts, Kage? Well, after reading through three and four again, since I read it last time in preparation, uh, there's a couple of things that I think I would like to say in regards to like starting off with everything is that we are introduced uh, to Starscream, Skywarp, and Thundercracker, but yes, it looks like boys. there hasn't been too much uh, background information that has been set up for them. Because technically further on in the continuity, we find out that Starscream was actually a, another senator that um, worked towards helping his constituents uh, and having a better life for them. But in this, it doesn't really show him as that, and it definitely uh, doesn't necessarily set up his character to be like the Starscream that we all know. Because first off, I mean, Starscream immediately is like super allegiant to Megatron, um, especially w with this cause and everything, which I thought was is always so weird to me. Um, it's just like weird to see that. I can definitely understand his uh, his willingness to help with the cause at least, but I don't know. Uh, you definitely don't really see anything in regards to his scheming and everything, but he does show his ability to scheme uh, and issue for when they're in the jail because then that's where their plan continues and allows them to get into the senate and kill the senators at least but yeah, yeah. so we have our three three boys now which is cool our sweet sweet boys our sweet flying boys i love them so much it's very very cool i'm glad um this is a, a nice touch at least in regards to uh, what I like about IDW is that Soundwave uh, was the one that found these uh, three fellas. And it's funny to think about how uh, technically Skywarp and Thundercracker and Soundwave actually knew each other back at the Academy um, oh, of yeah. Technology uh, through Shockwave. But we don't know that until a lot later. But yeah, technically lot, you lot can later. think about how uh these those three actually knew each other so when megatron was like i need people who can fly Soundwave's like yeah i got i got you i got two people yeah, that i, I have... know personally yeah my classmates <laughs> <laughs> i uh actually um so a really long time ago i had to make a collage for school and it had to be like stuff that i like and um <laughs> I printed out a bunch of Transformers comics panels, nice. and one of the panels that I have is the panel where the three Seekers appear in Megatron Origin 3. <laughs> nice. I have it right here, and when I saw the panel, uh, because I actually downloaded this image uh, before I read uh, Phase 1, so I didn't know that it was in this that it was in this comic that they were introduced and i was like oh, my boys i have that same image Ooh. <laughs> yeah so there is that and another thing i wanted to point out in megatron issue uh megatron origin issue three was that we get a glimpse of orion pax but his design is a little bit wonky i mean it's more similar to uh g1 orion pax he doesn't have his yeah. little um, filials at all, but if you also see further, his arm is resting on Alita One, uh, who is yeah. also there, which was so weird for me to see because I was like, I was staring at that panel, I was like, is that Orion? Who is that? And I was like, oh, it is. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, well, this is old, obviously, so it's not as up to date in regards to uh, Shadowplay and everything. So I was just like, yeah. this is weird to look at. Um, but it did look like they wanted to see to uh hint at uh Orion slash Ariel or, or Alita as a couple, 
um, just to have that reference to G1, which uh, completely backfires against them in the Shadowplay uh, arc. Cough, cough. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, you don't know this until like way, way later, and I don't think even they knew they were going to do this because, of course, Ariel is there. Um, Alita 1 is the leader of one of the colonies yeah. uh, that appears uh, later in Phase 2. So, like... That like technically that's not Alita one. <laughs> Te- that's like, just some girl. Isn't. It's just some girl, which also um uh gets she gets retconned into non-existence later because um because of the whole fulcrum thing. Like <laughs> ladies don't exist on Cybertron, it's only dudes. Wait, fulcrum, do you mean Furman? Furman, oh my god. <laughs> he said Fulcrum, and I was like, what did that Transformer have to do with this? <laughs> Fulcrum, I'm so sorry, sweetie. I, I apologize. <laughs> I meant Furman. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, this could just be fucking one of Orion's ex-girlfriends because he is bisexual. Yeah, anyway. bisexual legend. Like, I have in my notes. Uh, I have in my notes Alita or Alita or as she was called before Ariel. Uh, and in that same panel, there's Orion Pax, Alpha Trion, Prowl, Wheeljack, and Ironhide, as well as a panel above them were um, like I think the first like more um, established uh, appearances of Bumblebee and Cliffjumper. Yep, there they are. The small boys. My sons. Babies. <laughs> I love that we're I love that we're calling like uh twenty feet tall giant alien robots our babies. <laughs> Your children. Those are my kids. <laughs> They're but my yeah. children. It was funny to see Orion Pax in this way because it was kind of jarring and I didn't like the look of it. Um you can definitely see where like it was the start of um unfortunately Coptimus. Uh <laughs> <sighs> But in regards to his uh um his his frame design, but yeah, I was like, huh, cool to see you there. Where are your ears, sir? <laughs> so, sir, sir, touch. where are your ears? How are you hearing things? <laughs> but yeah, um, it was so cool to see the trine uh be introduced, and yeah. They're pretty cool. Also, I think there's Ravage in a later panel, but Ravage looks super weird again. <laughs> mm, yeah. Ravage looks almost like a little dude. Just like a little guy. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Where are his cat ears? Your cat ears are missing, sir. He Where's is a cat boy. <laughs> or in my yeah. personal head canon, a cat girl. <laughs> but yeah, uh, those are my thoughts on issue three. Uh, so what about you, Yoali? I have um, a lot of notes, but I'm not going to say all of them because then it'd be like way too long. Um, I do have like some notes about the art because uh, this is drawn by Alex Milne. um, And later on, he does have like more expressive art, but like very early on in the comics, like uh, when the comics were first like um, coming out, like the art was a little more um, a little more stilted um, because like. There's uh, this one panel, uh, page eight, the last panel, where uh, I think it's Decimus. He's supposed to be screaming, but it just looks like his face is just like he's just opening his mouth and it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's scared or in terror or surprise. It's just like it it feels like he's just saying, ah, (laughs) it's just like monotone screaming. I see that. (laughs) That's funny. Like, no hate. Yeah. It was interesting to see, like, Alex Milne's art style in the past. Like, you can definitely see there, like, some things that are a bit jank about it. But I think that's just, like, multiple years of practice that um, eventually led up to, like, more than meets the eye and stuff like that, where we saw his really good art. Yeah, his art, like, has um, very much evolved. And I really like his art Um, because, like, this is really good art. It's just that the expressions just are a little bit um, flat. There's another artist that um, has really flat expressions, which we can uh, mention later, because we will be seeing his art uh, in Mm. future issues. 
but I'm yeah, yeah, about. I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. It's Ramondelli. <laughs> yeah, Ramondelli. Yeah, I was about but... to say the Italian dude because I know that his <laughs> last name is Italian. Yeah, um, I have thoughts, but anyway, um, I think another thing I wanted to mention was uh, when reading um, through uh, three and four that there were there was a lot of awkward moments in regards to how things were written um and this is as someone who is like studying to be a screenwriter and like yeah. has to work with this shit constantly especially when it comes to dialogue there were some instances of, of dialogue where it was like super duper weird and i was like what are you saying and why are you saying it in this way um which was it like you know interesting to see because like i thought these those were like would have been typos and stuff like that so it's just like i don't know it's 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 interesting to see some weird dialogue pop up in official um official comics and shit like that yeah it, like sometimes uh this might be a little shitty but sometimes i like to read bad comics and be like okay at least my stuff isn't as bad as this <laughs> like if this can be um published like professionally I can write my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. Uh, what are your thoughts on issue four? Or if you still four have like notes from issue three? Megatron has like a very um, impassioned speech, which I can see where they took like the poet thing. Because like him being a poet is something that's like written later. Like you can see him being like a writer. Him having writings and poems is, like, something that appears later. Like I said, it, it appears later. But, like, his speeches, you can tell, like, he's a nerd. <laughs> you can tell he's a nerd and uh, that he's, like, very... You can tell he's a very good leader. He's very, um... Not compassionate. What's the word? Um, I mean, I think passion or articulate. Yeah, yeah articulate. He's very, very good with words. Uh, and he's like, uh, yes, I have some quotes here. Oh no, that's in the next issue. Uh, but yeah, it's like very nice, very nice. Yeah, um, it's very interesting because you'd expect a, a a guy from that's been working in the mines all this time to not necessarily be this articulate. I think, especially since you don't really know lore wise what what opportunities that these people were given, especially since they're in a functionist society, which means that your alt mode determines your career and everything and how that may affect possibly like what education you receive because we also just don't know like a lot of lore in regards to cybertron and what happens uh in people's daily lives because we're immediately thrown into the threat uh the essentially the beginnings of revolution and megatron's like descent into not necessarily madness but i guess tyranny because he is kind of he's very violent in this revolution and i feel like that also just has to make us that makes a statement on like how we see villains which kind of sucks because like there's like that this whole debate in real life as well on whether or not violence is the answer especially when it comes to revolutions or being able to approach things on a more, uh, like, not necessarily a, yeah, I guess a more democratic level, and the validity of that, because it's, like, really, really hard, because, you know, sometimes, I th- I personally think that, like, riots are good, in the sense mm, yeah. that, like, it brings attention to everything, and also it's, like, people are getting sick of, you know, just saying things when it doesn't do shit. <laughs> So it's yeah, like sometimes you can't sometimes talking isn't enough. Sometimes you need to like actually like put an action, like actually hit someone to like yeah. get your point across. Yeah. Like of course, like violence isn't always the answer, but that means that violence sometimes is the answer. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely like setting up Megatron to be more a hundred percent towards violence, and we would like to see him in this light of the villain and the bad guy but when you set it up in a sense of he is the revolutionary leader of a cause that like actually is pretty valid and has been oppressing a lot of people then it's like you kind of are like uh how am i supposed to feel about this character 
Mm, yeah, it's. I lost my train of thought. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna uh, say worries. something. I was gonna say something, but oh well. Uh, anyways, uh, Sunstreaker and Sideswipe are in this issue, and I love them so much. Yes, the we twins. We do get the bros. The brebbers. The They're here. Brebbers, because. Sideswipe himself is like, bro. <laughs> the straight up calls Sunstreaker, bro. Like, hey, yo, brother, um, don't fight because I'll be sad. I don't want you to get hurt because you're my brother. <laughs> Which is, I find it really sweet because in a lot of fan fictions, they're like, um, they hate each other. Uh, which is sometimes normal with siblings. Like, Eh, we we will strangle each other, but if you want me to hide a body, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, true. For real, for real. Um, yeah, no, it was nice to see like a little glimpse of Sideswipe and Sunstreaker, especially since we see Sideswipe, I think, more often in media than Sunstreaker, so bringing those two in together is pretty nice to see. Yeah, like, it makes me, like, a little bit sad that it's always Sideswipe, like, in uh, the, Transform the Transformers, the cartoon, Robots in Disguise, 2015, uh, we only get Sideswipe, and I was so upset. Let <laughs> him have his brother again, please. Sideswipe in Robots in Disguise, 2015, is, like, such an interesting take on him. Like, I feel like it yeah, would have been it, more chaotic if he had his brother with him. It would have been so good. It would have been, like, peak chaos. I yeah. think, like... This is getting off a little bit off the topic of the comic, but, um, like, in Robots in Disguise, uh, Sideswipe is, like, a bit of a mix of Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, because Sideswipe in the cartoon is, like, kind of vain. He, like, really likes his appearance. And, like, that's something that's, uh, that Sunstreaker is more known for. Like, there is a panel in, like, the old comics where he's just looking at himself in a pond or like a lake and he's like oh i am just so beautiful and then sideswipe is like super vain in the cartoon like okay they just took uh sunstreaker and sideswipe combined them into one and then just named him sideswipe and i that 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 upsets me <laughs> i only watched one season of that and then didn't find the rest of the other seasons so i was like okay i'll just leave this alone for now then i watched all of it um I will say it's not worth a watch because it's kind of boring. And they make Bumblebee a cop. Like, yeah. No, Bumblebee is a baby. He's not a cop. Kind of sucks. Not when they not make good. your favorite characters cops. <laughs> Me at Optimus. Ah, uh, yeah. Let him be a librarian. Let no, him be a librarian again. Dog worker again. He needs oh, to be dog a dog worker. worker again. I, I, yeah. I don't really give a shit about Librarian Optimus at this point because people tend to, like, make him... I, there's all this brain rot shit that came from Transformers Prime and infantilizing him and stuff like that, so I'm, like, tired of it. He can mm, be a book yeah, nerd. He can be a book nerd and also be a dock worker. Like, that's easy. Mm, I like that. Like, I do like the aspect of him being a librarian because um, I just really like that. Uh, but, like, I get the infantilization of that. I have seen that a lot. An artist that I shall not be named that was mentioned <laughs> in the last episode did that a lot. Like, drew Optimus. Uh, when they drew Optimus as a human, they would draw him as, like, ooh, woo, I'm a white, like, cis dude. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, woo, so soft. And then Megatron was, like, the gruff, uh, dark-skinned dude is like, I'm bad and it's like it was a bad time it was a really really bad time <laughs> yeah no and cringe. it was based yeah it was based off of transformers prime and it's like oh god yeah like so i get the infantilization thing yeah i just want I... optimus to be a nerd that's what i want <laughs> yeah you can be a nerd you can also be a book uh, a doc worker at the same time because i think him being a blue collar worker is incredibly essential to his character so i just want people to bring that back <laughs> and not have him be a cop please yeah like I'm begging. put the cop out of the picture out of the picture please which is so, so funny because of like yeah started writing an au of idw but idw where orion pax was a dog worker <laughs> Ooh, nice 
I have seen a little bit of your AU from the, what you post on the servers. I post so much stuff. <laughs> I, I love your... Uh, okay, getting off topic again. I love your human design so much. Thank you. Like, the first stage that you posted? Oh, he's so cute. I love him. <laughs> also, yes. Rod, Rod Aid. That's like... like yeah. Really galaxy good. galaxy brain moment. I love That's it. That's ultimate jock nerdship, and I really yeah. enjoy it. And that is thanks to uh, Sea Questions. Nico was the person who got me shipping it. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I have seen I have seen some of their stuff. It's really good. Yeah. So, shout out to Nico Sea Questions for getting me into yeah. that. Thanks. Follow Sea Questions. Uh, their art is really good. I I love it so much. It's so good. I have a. <laughs> I have a bunch of their art saved on my phone so that I can just look at it sometimes because I love their art so much. I especially yeah. love how they draw um, Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp. Oh, it's so good. Uh, uh, AU is really good. I really, yeah. really like his shock up art, obviously, but also I, I'm currently commissioning him for uh, shock up art, but it's of my human formers and they are fishing together and i'm so Aww. excited to see the aftermath of it and the finished product i'm so excited <laughs> that's so cute i wish i had money to commission people one day I'm i will bro i'm so broke right now it's like i need to stop spending money <laughs> so megatron origin i wrote <laughs> i accidentally wrote megatron origin number two it's number four you idiot we do that Anyways, sometimes. I, I'm bad with numbers. That's fair. So it starts with Star getting escorted to the Senate, where yes. his crimes are read aloud. Which, like you said, um, Starscream is shown to be a senator later. Which is so God funny because they don't recognize him. They're like, "Hey, yo, we're just supposed to be here for work today," and Starscream's like, <laughs> "Nah, I quit a bit ago, but y'all don't know that." Like, okay, um, got arrested, gonna have to see my old co-workers, uh, yeah, making a little hand gesture. <laughs> it's just very, very funny. It's Starscream funny knowing that. Cool. Yeah. It's, so it's, like, interesting, like, Starscream, what are you doing down there? Like, what are you doing with the Decepticons? But because that lore wasn't established yet, we didn't get to have that cool dialogue yet, so... Yeah. Missed opportunity. This is what you get for writing things as you go, Hasbro. <laughs> Me? I'm trying to, like, write my own shit all at once so I at least have a consistent continuity. Yeah, I have, uh, like, my own podcast, like a fictional podcast that I'm writing. It's not out yet, so don't ask. Um, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it's not out yet. Um, but, like, I'm trying to, like, write everything at in one go so that I, I know, like, Oh, so I can reference, like, stuff that's happened, like, here, and then I can reference it, like, in earlier. Ooh! Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know the word. Uh, a back reference? Callback! Callback. A callback. Yeah. A back reference. God damn it. Like I said in the last episode, English is not my first language. No worries, no worries. Also, I wrote, um, like, at the beginning, um, Starstream says, uh... Heh, nobody's perfect, and I wrote in my notes, heh, Pobody's nerfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then we get kill, murder, violence, kill, murder, violence. We do. We also get the nice um, introduction of Megatron's canon, I think, which Starscream, I think, gives him in the... Yeah, uh, he says, like, um, oh, you know, um, you're like, what does he say? I didn't write it down in my notes. I'm looking through the comic right now. He I says, think yeah, it's, a, it's actually an issue four. Oh. Uh, he says, now Megatron, I watched your fights and I always noticed you leading with your right. It got you into trouble on number 37. And, and Megatron is like, Starscream, your point. And then Starscream is like, with this, you can make that work for you. And it's like, hell yeah, big ass cannon. Yeah. Starscream out here just giving him a cannon. Like, where'd you get that, man? Did you make it yourself? <laughs> Nah, I just commissioned someone to make it for me. What do I look like? Someone who actually works? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like... Okay. 
I come from like this um when I was younger, I used to read like a bunch of AUs where Starscream was like a prince, <laughs> the prince of Voss. And it's just like that latched onto my brain and <laughs> it has not left like ever, no matter how much no matter how much time passes, Starscream mm -hmm. is still like a little dainty prince. Um he's a gremlin, but he's also a dainty prince when he wants to be. Yeah. He plays into it. Uh but like <laughs> it's it's hilarious. This prince wants violence. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. Also, Ratbat gets got. Oh yeah, Ratpat. Ratbat? I said Ratpat? Ratbat. <laughs> um sure ends up being uh transformed into a cassette, I think is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> that's just what happens. So weird. Like, how do you do that, Soundwave? Soundwave has a lot of skills, and we don't know <laughs> all of them. So I guess part of Soundwave's outlier power is just making people into cassettes? Question mark? Yeah, it's making them into his children. <laughs> Optimal solution, repurpose valuable resource. You turned him into an animal. <laughs> you turned him into a little rat bat. I've, um... I've read a lot of fics where Ratbat is like the baby. Like technically, like here, technically he is um uh Soundwave's youngest cassette. Uh, yeah. well newest cassette. because uh, I don't know how old Ratbat is. Uh but <laughs> technically he is his newest cassette, so those people aren't wrong. He is baby. <laughs> yeah. But in the comics he's not baby, he's just a little fucked up dude. He is just a little fucked up dude. It's so funny, because, like, Soundwave is like, yes, you are now part of my collection. Like, <laughs> I, it's just so weird for me to look at <laughs> and see, because I'm just like, this was, a, this was, like, a literal person that you just essentially made into an animal. Like, you lobotomized him, Soundwave. Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> Hello? Like, later in the comics, there's, like, the whole, um, uh, like, that entire... Uh, illegal like underground ring of taking animal formers lobotomizing them and then selling them to people who hate cybertronians and then breaking them like pinatas that is the most fucked up pinata i have ever seen wait that's a thing oh shit you haven't read that comic have you i have i told you i have not read idw so this is like oh <laughs> shit okay i don't care about spoilers but that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah, that's, that happens, and it's a little fucked up. That's um, that's super fucked up. What the heck? Yeah, that happens. Um, oh my god. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to it, and you'll see. We'll get to it. That's like that's like fucking taking organic aliens and introducing them to like mechanical aliens that hate organics and using them as like fucking stress toys or some shit. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I grab That's... them and then I squeeze them and their eyes bulge out like those toys. <laughs> exactly, which is fucked. <laughs> it's uh... it's really fucked up and I can't wait for you to get there. Um, Jane, it was either Jane or Veer that said they wanted to talk about that uh, at some point. I think that's, um, that's I think that was Jane. Yeah, Jane. Jane wants to talk about that because it's a little bit fucked up. It's a scavenger issue, actually. Oh, I see, I see. And I won't, and I, uh, and I won't spoil like the whole thing. Uh, but like, they do get better. <laughs> out of out of context, As... spoiler: they just like take their brains out, clean them, and then put them back in. Huh? <laughs> it's so funny. You'll you'll see. It's it's. Oh man, I love seeing that panel because it's just like this dude Cerebros like uh, taking the brain, washing them, and then putting <laughs> putting them back. <laughs> oh man. IDW is pretty fucked in some ways. Which yeah. I guess is I guess is what you get for like a more mature Transformers comic, but like, oh my god. Huh. Yeah. It happens. Like, if you wanna make Transformers more serious, like if you wanna distance yourself from like the kitty stuff, you you're gonna have to do some serious stuff, but maybe not like lobotomization. Is that a word? Lobotomization. I think so. Lobotomize. Yeah, that's lobotomization is a real word. Okay, cool. Alright, hold on. 
Yeah, no, it is. Awesome. Yeah, because, yeah, like, it's interesting because, I mean, IDW Transformers introduces lobotomy in not only this way, but in another way through Emperata and also Shadow yeah. and Shadowplay, specifically. Shadowplay oh, is man. the lobotomy part. Uh, Emperata is the more, like, actual physical... The disfiguring um, part. Disfiguring part. So there's Emperata, which is the disfiguring, and then Shadowplay, which is the lobotomy. And I have many thoughts about Shadowplay. Because it's utilized in more than one way. Because uh, Prowl himself was also shadow played through um, Chrome Dome, mm, if yeah. I remember correctly. His ex-boyfriend. Yeah, which is... Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit fucked up. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're robots. We can introduce some whack-ass, awful shit, sci-fi type things, you know? Cause this yeah, is you like... can cut off... Yeah. This is like not the only sci-fi uh media that I've seen to- like introduce lobotomization as like a punishment or something like that. So I'm just like, all right, mm. fun to see this as a as a Transformers trope. <laughs> the great thing about like uh being robots is you can cut off an entire arm and then you're like, it's fine and just like attach it back on. Yeah, that's like it's interesting how we we aren't even gonna like get to the disability uh, portion until like a lot later on without this throughout the series but i think like with especially imperata and Shadowplay, that has a lot to do with disability and how it's approached or like freaking bumblebee in um i think it's in till all or one when he has the cane it's like one yeah um of that. so the first time that i see him with his cane is in the bumblebee spotlight okay which takes place a little bit before phase two he ha- he like gets injured. I don't remember how. Be- actually, I don't know how because I haven't read that comic. He gets injured and they don't have the parts to fix him. So he has to use a cane uh, to get around. I see. I see. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, we'll talk in more. We'll talk at more length. Yeah. What's the saying? We'll talk at we'll talk more at length of it. I'm not the best with sayings. <laughs> Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) So, I can't help you there. Yeah, it's fine. It's so funny that I'm a screenwriter and yet forget words all the time. But it's fine. It's fine. You would think I would be better at English living seven years in the United States, but I'm not. I suck at it. (laughs) The only thing I got out of it is not having an accent. That's fair. And, okay, back to the issue. Sentinel is all decked out. Yes, and he uses, like, Apex. He says, I'm going Apex. Yeah. Um, Goddamn, Apex Predator. Like, it's a very busy design, uh, which, that's Transformers for you. Like, we, uh, the, you know, the only other time I can think of, like, a character being, like, super big and super, like, and their design being super busy is um, Maximus Ambus in, like, the Dying of the Light issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, really big so many guns all of that i think it's like such a cool design that they introduced too bad it's used on him yeah (laughs) like god damn it it had to be him everybody's everybody hates sentinel i don't like him i don't like him either nobody likes him in like idw2 either in every single like iteration of him nobody likes him (laughs) nobody like, in the Bayverse movies, nobody likes him. In, like, the Transformers animated, nobody likes him. In IDW2, haven't gotten to that part, but nobody likes him. He's just, like, an asshole. It's honestly kind of funny. It, which is so sad, because Sentinel, like, had... I feel like in, even in the Bayverse movie, he had, like, all this potential. Like, it was... Wasn't... Didn't Leonard Nimoy, like, fucking even voice him? Like... I think so. Yeah, Let me like, see. Leonard Nimoy ha- has voiced two Transformers... Within this franchise, which one of them is Galvatron, and the other one is Sentinel Prime. And, like, I, that just feels bad. Yeah, he, he, Leonard Nimoy voiced Sentinel yeah, Prime. Yeah, it was Leonard Nimoy. So it's like... Mr. Stock himself. Yeah. I, it, it just sucks. He deserved better. He did deserve better. I think he... Yeah, I don't know. Y'all could have... Leonard Nimoy could have voiced some more cool epic Transformers. I think he was yeah. a good Galvatron, though. I liked him as Galvatron. I actually read um, 
the novels that are like are supposedly take place before um Transformers Prime. So I only I only have Exodus, which is the first novel. Um and there's he's not he's not as bad as his other iterations, but he's not like fun either. He gets kidnapped by um Starscream mm-hmm. in the novel and he just like keeps him secreted away. No wait sequestered he keeps him sequestered away it's like megatron still doesn't have a plan for you (laughs) like um in the novel starscream okay it's a whole weird thing because in the novel starscream is uh sentinel one of sentinel's guards bodyguards he's one of sentinel's bodyguards but then in the video game he's a scientist and he's on a trypticon station uh, guarding the Dark Energon. And those two are supposed to be on the same continuity. But um, I, I did hear that it was uh, it's not supposed to be like 100% accurate. Like everything has to be like the same. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it, it's just like uh, for people to play like fast and loose with it. I have not uh, read those at all yet. So I won't be able to add too much, unfortunately. Yeah, it's okay if you haven't read them. There's like three novels, I think, and I only have one of them, and I have read that, and I have read that novel so many times. Like, I have legit read it more than 20 times. Mm-hmm. I know, because I would read it, um, I would read it, like, every time that I had finals, um, and I would read it, like, very quickly. Yeah. I have, re- I have read it so many times. I think um, for a feature... For future podcasts that we do, we should also talk about um, James Roberts' uh, eugenesis. Because I'm, <laughs> oh yeah, I have to read that. I actually have it saved on my computer. I just haven't read it yet. Because that was that was like his big break into being chosen as like a writer for Transformers, right? Yeah, the that... yeah yeah that's what, <laughs> what? that's what got him. <laughs> that's so funny i think like, really just took a look at this and was like yes m preg and we're going to have you as our fucking new writer <laughs> yeah that's like the only thing i know about it like it's m preg that's all i know about it which is so fucking funny to me <laughs> it's oh man it's so good it's just like you know what i want to do i'm going to write transformers m preg oh what is this? I'm getting an actual job offer from IDW to write an actual Transformers comic? Excellent! Which, which ends and then up being, he write... like, one of the best renditions. Yeah, it's uh, so good! And then he ends up writing Empreg into the canon. <laughs> yeah, that does happen, which is... <laughs> oh my god, I love... Okay, I love explaining that, uh, Empreg is canon in the Transformers universe to we people to... that don't know anything about it. Yeah. For... It's so funny. For our listeners, we have to specify that Empreg though technically stands for Mechpreg and not the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like these are robots. Like technically they can't get pregnant, although I have read some fan fictions uh that are very sweet and they like, have uh Mechpreg. But also it's I'm not making fun of it it's just really funny to see in like robots you know yes it's very funny to see it in robots of all people yeah because i did mention like the the empreg to a friend uh like several years ago and he was like i don't see how that's funny because men can get pregnant and i was like no that's not what i meant it's like it's because (laughs) it's robots that's funny um so like i do want to specify it's funny because they're robots yeah especially when people like especially when like canonically um in idw specifically babies are babies come from a cabbage patch essentially yeah cabbage patch babies so like they get harvested yeah they get harvested (laughs) and nurtured in uh places which is like a role that uh, some Transformers have. And we get to see that in What's That Place? We get to see that through Anno, I believe. But she kind of failed at that job, if I remember correctly. Wait, who? Anode. Oh, Anode, yeah. Anode? Anode. I think it's Anode. I... Anode. Anode. How do you pronounce I've al- that? I've always been saying it. 
as a node? Oh, uh, it is in fact anode. <laughs> okay, anode. Cool. I've been saying it wrong this entire time. It's okay. I feel that. I I will I, I will most likely forget how to pronounce it, and then we'll have this conversation all yeah. over. Yes, oh it's so good. Oh my god. I wish I had made this my senior quote. It is a very good quote. It is so good. Like, it's so... What's the word? Raw? It's so metal. It's it so metal. Raw. Yes. It's it's really, really good. It's, it's just oh like... Oh my god, it's so yeah. good! If you asked someone, like, where this quote came from, they'd probably guess, like, oh, is this from a film? And they'd be like, no, it's from a Transformers comic. You know, they'll be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah! It's from Transformers, the 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 same comics where the war was started because of a curly straw. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's oh, it's so good. It's um, very good. I have in my notes. Stick it to the man, Megan. <laughs> he does really fuck shit up, uh, and also fucks Sentinel up like really bad. That dude just oh, yeah. gets him. That Apex armor did not do anything for him. Yeah, like, oh man. Megatron is like a bitch and he will no wait, uh backtrack. <laughs> no. Megatron No no Megatron's Meg- a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Megatron is a bitch, but not in that way. Uh Megatron will smack a bitch and he will win. It's true. I mean, did you did you think that a that this armor would help you against a gladiator that has been a gladiator for a while, I'm guessing, and also now has a giant ass gun on his arm. Did you think that would help you? He's very delusional. And he's got a big gun now. I, I just like, uh, he beats Sentinel to death. And that just reminds me of like the meme of like, I am going to beat you to death. <laughs> true, true. It's funny. And uh, it's, it's so good. Like, the, the fight is, like, really well drawn, although I don't understand what's happening half the time. Um, it's a lot of, like, moving parts. Mm-hmm. Also, that's right, Prime. We're everything you said, and worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, like, a descent into, like, devastation, which is so interesting to me, because it's, like, he wants to burn everything down, and I guess have stuff rise from the ashes which to me is just it's not sustainable (laughs) like what you're trying to do here is like so stupid i get that you're um angry at the world especially for it treating you so you so badly because like this obviously you were in a put in an awful shitty situation but then you're like let's burn it all down you know and i guess wanting to start anew but i think like tearing down or destroying cities that hold like all this history and culture is not the way to go about it. Mm, yeah, it's um, you gotta be. How do you say? To be like conscious. Yeah, yeah, more conscious about like the change that you're doing. Because yeah. you can't just like you said, you can't just burn everything to the ground and then just like try and make things better. Because sometimes, uh, things repeat itself. Like. History repeating itself. Oh, God. Yeah. I think, like, also, it's just, you're just gonna piss a lot of people off at that point, because you essentially make the, what happens is the planet is uninhabitable, or, like, people are just, everyone's just fucking dead, which is really, really bad, and you see that in later issues, of course, in Phase 2, when Megatron sees, like, the entire sea of, like, blue flowers, because that's all the shit that he did. And all the lives that were lost because of the war that he started. So it's Yeah, like, like every single person that he helped kill is on that hill. And it's like, oh my god, it's so oh my god. I was obsessed with that issue for like the longest time because <laughs> the flowers were so pretty, and then the, and then it gets revealed that they are murder flowers. Yeah, which is uh oh boy. <laughs> It's just like murder flowers. They're so pretty, but murder flowers. Yeah, no, it's so rough. Sometimes that's just, it's just, I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Also, like in this, uh, in page 23, you can see like Sentinel's body's just like, what? All dead. And Prowl's like, oh no, we're fucked. 
<laughs> Where's the next prime? God damn it, we need a new prime. Quickly, everyone! Which is so funny. And then I guess Zeta comes into play after that. Uh, what? Zeta Prime. Oh, yeah, 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 Zeta Prime. Oh, yeah. man, that bitch. Yeah. Shockwave, <laughs> uh, Shockwave kind of made a mistake on that part. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Oops. Oops. To be fair, Shockwave is also, like, not the type of person that you should, like, rely on to choose um the Matrix properly and everything. I think Shockwave has their own way of thinking around it and not and they don't know what the matrix thinks what's best so uh mistakes were made on two Ooh. rhymes in fact <laughs> say that and optimus because even for optimus it burned and hurt him and rodimus was like yo this rocks the matrix yeah! likes me and the so <laughs> it's so good so i think chakra may have made a little bit of some mistakes there but you know yeah also, there was another one who held the Matrix. It was Thunderclash, the oh, greatest yeah. Autobot of all time. <laughs> like, I remember it's mentioned that, like, uh, he held the Matrix for, like, a little bit. And when they had to, like, take, the and then when they had to, like, move it, uh, the Matrix didn't want to leave Thunderclash. Like, he's, like, what's the word? Paragon. He's a paragon. He's, like, so good. He's mm -hmm. a good person. It's so also, funny that, like, Rodimus yeah. also just hates him. Like, he, he's so like, funny. oh my god, he's so perfect. Oh, I hate him. But I it, hate like, him. But it seems like it's more in the way of, like, I want to be like him. I have it in my brain. I don't know if I want to be with him or be him. God damn it! I'm because... personally a Thunderrod shipper, so I'm just like, yes, 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 fingers. <laughs> Yes! Oh my god, I I love them so much. There's this there's this fic where it's like post canon, like post canon of the Lost Light. I'm not gonna spoil too much uh, about like how Lost Light ends, because uh, maybe you're listening to this and you are reading along with us, and you're like, uh, I don't know anything about the comics, blah blah blah. blah. It's post canon, just know this, and uh, they're like off into the uh, universe. Uh, it, they're still on the Lost Light, and Rodimus is like, at first he hates him, but then he learns to like him, and then they fall in love, and I really like it. It's really <laughs> cute. Thunder Rod forever. There's a Thunder Rod zine that's happening. <gasps> really? Yes. <gasps> OMG, OMG, OMG. Yeah, okay, hold um... up. It's being uh, ran by Dekado, who is in the, the Human Farmers uh, zine server. So <gasps> I can ask if um they can link it if they want. Oh, I should just do a promo thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, 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 please. Yeah, I'm like a, a <laughs> promo server or something. I oh my god, I love Thunder Rod so much. It's so good. Yeah. And there aren't like surprisingly, there are not that many fix for them. Yeah. <laughs> It's a rare pair. God damn it. Why did I have to fall for the rare pair? I feel that. Me and my Shock Up island. Shock Up. Oh my god. Shock Up is so good too. <laughs> I saw like your um, redraw of like um, the Shadowplay arc. You made yes. it gay. I love I it so much. I did make it gay. Shockwave kisses Oppie on the cheek. Yes! Like kissy! Because <laughs> they, they like him a lot <laughs> they like each other <laughs> i'm doing like the the finger the the the, the, the finger yeah i was doing the finger the thing finger, earlier yeah, the <laughs> finger, i'm doing the finger thing <laughs> they love each other <laughs> and the comic ends with megatron on his throne man spreading and we see a like a really good like view of his crotch yeah yep we do get to see that which is pretty pretty cool yeah. Also, I didn't mention earlier, uh, but uh, in uh, uh, issue three, like at the very beginning, uh, they show like rub signs, which I find very interesting because that's the thing that happened in like back in the eighties. You could like rub on like the the where the badge is, and uh -huh. uh, then you would see like which allegiance there are. They are like either Autobot or Decepticons. Who is this? 
And Which is like cool. I I find it cool that they uh like integrated that into it. Yeah. It's yeah. very nice. I think I made the I made the channel so promos is a thing now. I'm gonna just from promo. Hell yeah. The ghettos thing. Oh, where, where is it? Anyway, yeah. Uh Thunderrod cool and epic and um Rodimus is I'm personally in my opinion the true prime because if the Matrix reacted in that way, then like I think there's a there's a reason for that. Yeah, like oh man. I have like okay, I'm trying not to like get very loud because when I get excited I get loud. Um Rodimus is just like oh man, Rodimus. He's my favorite. He's my he's my favorite, like besides uh Starscream, Skywarp, and Thundercracker. Uh if I had to choose a favorite Autobot, I would choose him. He's my favorite. He's so good. And like he deserves to be prime. And like we will get into this when we get uh to uh Dark Cybertron, but I did not care for uh how Optimus told Rodimus that he should have just like uh stepped down from being captain. <laughs> and uh, that makes me angry. Yeah, there like there's a lot of things I that I think was fucked with Optimus's character, especially after after um the war and everything, because he was a good leader during the war, I think, but then after that he just kinda went um he kinda went apeshit and also went like down a really bad path, which really sucks for him and i'm just like what is wrong with you <laughs> it just makes yeah. me angry it, it anger. anger anger i have anger boiling up inside of me yeah i, I just i wish you were better optimus what is your problem i wish you weren't a cop <laughs> i wish you weren't a cop you are uh actually i'm taking you out of idw and i'm putting you in a dock so that you can be a dock worker again. Yes. I'm going to make you go down, go in, no, go take a train to the Senate station, the, the Senate hall, and then chew out all the senators while Shockwave is in there. And then they I fall want in him love. To, yes, and then they fall in love. I want him to just be a guy again. I really like him just being some guy. That's it's my just favorite some dude. Him. He's just some dude. That's what's special about him. That is what's special about him. Shockwave's like, I'm so popular and well-known, and then they just fall in love with just some guy, which is so nice. <laughs> it warms my heart. It, like, warms my heart. Oh, my God. I'm gonna make an AU where um, Optimus is a dock worker, and then he goes to the Senate, and then he sees Shockwave, and then he's like, hi, hello, and then they fall in love and they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the middle of his tirade, and then he, like, Lands his eyes on Shockwave, and he like I mean, he like stops for a moment. Is like, oh fuck! And he's like, wait. wait. You are the most beautiful person I have ever seen. <laughs> like you were just, and then everyone looks over to Shockwave. So it's like, what the fuck is going on? It would be very sweet. I just it's funny. Oh man, I know it's not going to happen again because they have to like, they can't like uh, just take stories and then uh, do them again in the comics. Um, I just wish there was they were like make another where they're friends. It would be so good. Is that and not like, allowed? Like how does that work? Because I um, I'm writing my continuity and I want to pitch it to ID or not not IDW because IDW is losing the license. <laughs> <laughs> um to the new new the new the new people who may have the license, whoever may that be. I hope um, they don't stratify that shit again, but because I will die. But. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, it's not that you can't like take other aspects of the uh, uh, like the past stories. Um, I think you just can't like repeat like um, story arcs, kind of. Uh, at least that's how I understand it. Like I'm like not um, well versed in like the comic world. Uh, I just like I mostly know from podcasts. I don't actually know if you can if you can or cannot pitch a story that is similar but has like a different um approach to it you know mm -hmm. i don't know if that's i don't know if it's allowed or not allowed so like go ahead and pitch it because i don't listen to me because i literally <laughs> do not know yeah no it's fair that's fair because like i i have two things to pitch essentially to the hasbro gods or whoever the fuck runs 
you know, John Hasbro media, John Hasbro, you know, I got two things to pitch to John Hasbro. One of them is my Optimus Prime solo movie. Well, I talked to because I've been talking with um, filmmakers and shit about it because I'm in like in filmmaking and I'm like making connections and stuff like that at my university and trying to get that stuff like my get myself well known and out there and people and the people I've been working with have been like, yeah, you should pitch your Optimus Prime solo movie because like, did you did you see that that ad? of that insurance ad of Optimus going around that came out like just yesterday. I have ad block on everything, so no. Okay. Well, it's not like it's 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 just a YouTube video, so it's not like an ad ad, but it mm. was released in the UK. I think I have the I have it somewhere cuz I was getting pissed about it cuz I was like why the fuck did we not get this? Um yeah, here we go. Let me copy the link. I'll send it in chat. But it's literally Optimus takes a day off oh oh i saw some like screen caps from it yes people took screen caps of it because people were like why didn't we get this instead and i'm like yeah i feel that completely which is why my solo movie thing is literally based off of this concept and that's so funny but it's also nice that people are like wanting this type of thing to happen so i'm like i'm pitching this when i get my screenplay done Kage, how does it feel to be the coolest person on this podcast (laughs) dude if i could get my big break from a transformers film that would be amazing oh that would be so cool remember me when you're famous uwu (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah because I just, I have so many ideas and people, at least who I've been pitching the film to, sorry, this is just me talking about my film now. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. I have, have liked the idea because it's based in Hawaii. There should be more films based in Hawaii because it's a marginalized like place and isn't shown really a lot often in a positive light in film or in a lot of media. Or it's more romanticized and stuff like that. And people and Hawaiian locals don't like that. And yeah, I, I see a lot about like Hawaiians not really liking um, tourists, like tourists. Yeah, yep. like it's the same, <laughs> yeah. the same here in Mexico, um, because because of tourists, things are like a lot more expensive, like um, mm-hmm. Cabo, which is the city that I was born in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really, really expensive to live there. Because it's a tourist city. Like, a lot of tourists come there. Uh, Like, I went there for a school trip um, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And and my friend went to go buy a water. And it was was a 600 milliliter bottle of water was 20 pesos. Uh Um, It was either 20 pesos or 30. It was around there. And when usually that um that size of bo- of water bottle is like less than 10 pesos which oh, i nice. which for anyone who does not know like the conversions um about 20 pesos is a dollar but it um but it's like worth a lot more here cuz things yeah. are um things cost less here um mm-hmm. but we also get paid less yeah Hawaii, then, it's like we get yeah. paid less but things cost more <laughs> Like, it's so bad. It's really, really bad. Um, oh, yeah. Because, like, a gallon of milk here is $7. Whereas, let's say a gallon of milk in Colorado, I think, is 2 bucks, if I remember correctly. And that's because we're oh also God. on an island. And, like, when it's... Most of the goods here are imported and exported. Because we haven't been able to practice, like, a bunch of sustainable practices, unfortunately, in Hawaii. Where we can be self-sustainable. We have to rely on other places, which is why we have to pay so much shit because of the import-export fees that happen, which sucks. And with tourism being like such a huge benefactor of the economy over here, it's just really bad. And we got hit really hard when COVID happened because tourism couldn't happen. And Hawaii is really strict when it comes to COVID rules because we're a small island. We don't want to end up like spreading the pandemic even worse and like having us suffer because like so many locals here are not necessarily like rich or anything and they're like the ones who are gonna suffer the most from covid if that like you know if 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 things weren't as like restricted 
So it's just like, it sucks. And I don't know. I just think like people need to understand that Hawaii is a place that like shouldn't necessarily be visited and not romanticized in, in a way. And just more like a place where a culture is trying to survive and thrive. Because, you know, mm, I mean, yeah. we're Hawaii is an occupied state and it always has been. Yeah, it was like it was illegally occupied. The queen yeah. was illegally Alerta. overthrown. Yeah, she was overthrown. All because, by... Like what from what I understand, it was literally because of pineapples. OK, no, no, it was it was white sugarcane owners who wanted to avoid uh, being taxed. Um, they wanted to essentially raise their profits. So they overthrew the queen because of corporate greed. It's always corporate greed that leads to these kind of things. And it pisses me off. Oh, I had the understanding that it was the the Dole guy that like brought pineapples to Hawaii. I it's, thought it was him. A, it's sugarcane owners. It's like a bunch. It's American businessmen, essentially. So it's it could mm, be sugarcane okay, owners yeah. or it could be like, you know, the Dole pineapple business dude and stuff like that. Those guys... Were the type of people, you know, that overthrew the queen and shit like that. And everyone was pissed about it because it was such a small group. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks. But I think having a film set in Hawaii where it's not romanticizing it too much and it highlights Hawaiian culture. While being a Transformers film is really good. Because the whole point of, like, the Optimus Prime solo movie I want to do is, like, he ends up getting stranded um, on Oahu, which is the island I'm on. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know where Bumblebee is because his communications and his tracking modules are fucked up because he got his shit kicked in back on Cybertron because he, you know, tried to fight uh, 10 Decepticons at once, which, yeah. uh, which is unrealistic, uh, sir. You are going to murder yourself if you do that. Keep yourself safe. Sir, stop being a paragon and go save yourself. And yeah, like bring the G1 thing back of like, if I don't come back in five minutes, come get me. Bring that back. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he was so he was so fun in G1. Like, I, I, I miss that Optimus. I love that Optimus. That's what I want to bring back with my Optimus Prime solo movie. Like, I, I'm not a G1er because I haven't watched G1, but I do like what Optimus is in that <clears throat> Cart and those cartoons. He's goofy. He's funny. Yeah, he's, he's so fun. I actually have watched G1. Um, I watched it when I was like a preteen, when I was still like uh, slowly getting into Transformers. Mm -hmm. And I watched it on YouTube. Like each episode was like three parts. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I would just like watch it on YouTube and I really, really liked it. Um, yeah. It was so good. It's so good. It's like the I, writing I is cheesy. It was written. It was written in the eighties. Of course, it's, it's going to be so cheesy. cheesy. <laughs> um, but it's still so fun. And what I got from uh, Cyberverse, it had like a very similar, like, mm -hmm. um, had like a very similar uh, vibe because yeah. of like the whole episodic thing. Yeah, uh, it was so fun. Yeah, no, I completely feel you. I only watched uh, one season of Cyberverse, unfortunately. I still have to watch the rest of it, which is on YouTube, so I can just watch it anytime if I'm bored. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I I still need to watch the rest of Cyberverse too. I watched season one and season two. And it a little bit dies. of season three. It, it, just, it just always dies at season three, which is so sad. But you know, it's oh, it's so <laughs> sad that like it's literally isn't it like a, a curse in the Transformers um, franchise that you never get past season four? I mean, season yeah. three. Yeah, like the, I think that's the, the only curse. the only series that actually got a fourth season uh, and also a spinoff was Robots in Disguise, which is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so we're like very far from the topic of the comic. So I think we should wrap up. Um, yeah. It was very fun, um, uh, but it's almost six here and I'm very hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go eat your food. Uh, so we're going to wrap up. So next week uh, we are going to be talking about Vaver Vaverse. Vaverse. In preparation, I'm going to watch all of the Bayverse movies. <laughs> I have them cemented in my brain because I've been writing a Bayverse rewrite. So like so much of the shit and details from those films are just embedded in my mind now. And I'm so pissed off at that because I hate those films, but they <laughs> will not leave my mind and it sucks. Oh man, I, I haven't watched even the first movie since like it came out. Not mm -hmm. since it came out because I was like 
eight when it came out. Yeah. And I wasn't into Transformers then. Um, I haven't watched the movie since I got it on Blu-ray when I was 12. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be re-watching every single one of the live action movies, uh, yeah. except for Bumblebee, because we might uh we that might be its own episode, actually. We're I only adore going Bumblebee. I adore Yes, it's so good. Like the I'm... designs. We're yes! so good. There's, there's, oh my god. Uh, I like, I get so excited over Optimus's design in that film, and I'm so glad they're bringing it back for Rise of the Beasts, which is coming out in on uh, June 9th, 2023. And I'm so excited to watch it. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I make that noise when I'm excited. It's okay. <gasps> I, I squeal like really, really bad when I get overexcited. So I'm just like trying really hard not to. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to control my noises because <laughs> autism. <laughs> well, that, that's me. That is so me. You and me holding hands. <laughs> autism. Unite. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> oh my uh, god. So yes, we are going to be doing. We are going to be talking about vape. Vape. I keep doing that. Bavers. We're going to be talking about Bavers next week, and. Uh, some of like the stuff that's in it how badly written it is like the <laughs> racism yes. yeah the racism is a big part of it um uh what else so we are on a few more uh podcast platforms i will put it in the show notes um where you can where you can see us because we're not in all of them yet uh i'm still working on that the Thank you for listening to another episode of All Because of a Curly Straw. You can find us on our Twitter and our Tumblr. Our Twitter is A-B-O-A-C-S underscore pod. And you can find our Tumblr at All Because of a Curly Straw podcast, I believe. Yeah. Hold on, I have to look at it. Yeah. Anyway, if you have any comments or questions or something that you want us to potentially read out on the podcast feel free to send us a tweet tag us or uh talk to us on tumblr and yeah we'll see you in the next episode thanks for listening thanks for listening yeah